You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good morning. It's Monday. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's been a pretty good 48 hours if you're a Calgary oh, Flames yes fan. sir. Gotta say it has been. Maybe I'm just being optimis- optimistic Owen this morning. One more time. Optimistic Owen. There he is. Say that three times fast. Yes, sir. Flames Ain't nothing beat- wrong with a little optimism in this time yeah. of year. Flames beat the Sharks. Well, it was an ugly game on Saturday. 5-3. <laughs> Who cares? It's a win. Gotta, yeah, you really had to work your way through that one. Yeah. Especially when the Sharks scored two goals in like three seconds. You're, like, you're like, oh, man, here we go. Guys. Here's the season. Stop it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yep. Uh, Walker Dewar is a stud. Confirmed. Like, I tweeted out on Saturday, it's also awesome that he was their best player, but also heartbreaking at the same time. (laughs) Like, Walker Dewar shouldn't be your best player in a must-win. 25-year-old rookie on an ELC? Yeah. Probably not. No. But he was. But he was. And the Flames won. He was good. And the Jets got thumped by the Kings in regulation. Predators lost twice. Yep. I told you. I, I talked about this last week. I don't live in a world where I take the Predators seriously. And if you want to join that world with George and you're yeah, not there yet, in. just go ahead and read their hop schedule. We just go snacks. ahead. <laughs> have, we have, have snacks. Hop it in. is an absolute murderer's row for the Predators. How about their next two games? Boston and Toronto. Okay. They've also got uh, games against Colorado and Minnesota. Their hey. easiest games are against LA, Winnipeg. Hey, yeah, you know, I can tell uh, I'm rubbing off on you. How? Because you just said Toronto the right way. Toronto? No, you didn't say Toronto. You said Toronto. Toronto? Like it's supposed to be said. Is that like a change that I've made? Yes. Oh. You just did it. Oh, I didn't usually, know. You always say Toronto. Wrong. Toronto. That's the wrong way. Toronto. It's like that stupid movie on Netflix, The Man from Toronto. And mm. they go, well, I'm from Toronto. Well, if you're from there, you wouldn't say Toronto. You'd say Toronto. It's the same thing with people from Calgary. Yeah. It's not Calgary. Yeah. Calgary. Yeah, they should do a movie, The Man from Calgary. And you're like, whoa. Uh, you get mad the whole time while you're watching the movie. Yeah. Calgary. Yeah. Um, Tirana. Uh, Flames. Uh, just a measly four points out of a playoff spot. Essentially four and a half because you've brought up this point many times about the regulation. The regulation victories, which, uh, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, the Jets have three in hand now. It doesn't after matter. After the course it, of the weekend. Who cares about that tiebreaker? You just got to, you got to, you're down essentially five points to the Jets. That's what it is this morning. But you got hope because not only did you beat the Sharks 5-3 on Saturday afternoon down at the Dome, you also signed your prized prospect, Matt Coronado, to a three-year deal. Mm-hmm which is super exciting because obviously with what went down in this city over the summer and now people were hurt by two American dudes saying peace out. And essentially he was like the third American guy that asked out after we dealt with that guy as well. Yeah, So So there was a lot of trepidation when it Mm -hmm. comes to Matthew Coronado signing a contract with the Calgary Flames. Boom. Bob's your uncle. Signs. Uh, I don't know how many games he's going to play here with eight to play, but he can't play for the Wranglers. Nope. So that's one thing. If you're listening, he cannot play for the Wranglers. He can only play for the Calgary Flames this season. 
He can play for the Wranglers next season, but yep. not this season. Yeah, this is the first year of a three-year entry-level contract. Obviously, so they burned the, a year. Of yeah, his, no cares? matter what, even if he plays or not, that first year gets burned. Who cares? Be, as, a, as a college guy coming out, and that's Ooh. totally fine. What is the worst-case scenario? In two years, he's so good, you have to sign him to a big deal as an RFA? Oh, no. Oh, no. Too bad. Like, Yeah, yeah exactly. This, this is cares? not a problem. It's yeah. irrelevant. It's one of those things that, hey... As long as you can put a good team around him and you can kind of support this guy the way that you support a first round pick with offensive talent, then sure, this is a guy that I'm sure in two years they'll be able to get some sort of something done. It's not like he's a UFA at the end of his ELC. He'd be a restricted free agent. So, yeah, yeah. this is great news for the Calgary Flames. It is great news. A long-winded way of saying that. And, and honestly, like, you know, I was kind of getting ready to go down to the Wranglers game yesterday when it got announced and... I was chatting with one of my buddies and be like, oh, okay, the captain of Harvard signed, Henry Thrun signed with San Jose. All right, Sean Farrell, another Harvard teammate, he signs with Montreal. Okay, now we've kind of Let's reached the uh, 24-hour window of losing is over. Let's maybe get this thing done. And sure enough, it does get signed and, and he, he's going to be the fourth member of uh, the yep. Harvard Crimson to sign after uh, Frank Cervalli reporting that uh, Alex... LaFerriere is going to sign with the LA Kings as well. Now, uh, there's lots to unpack uh, about this signing and lots to unpack about the game on Saturday. But the first thing that pops into my head right now, mm -hmm. do you think he's ahead of Jacob Pelche now on this team? Uh, I haven't watched enough Harvard to go that far. I, I will be as you know, I like to be transparent on. This yeah, show. I, we like to splash around in the pool of truth on the big show. Yeah, I have never seen a Harvard game. This season, I did not watch one second of Harvard play. I, and I just hear about prospects. I just wait till they get to the show. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I start to evaluate dudes. Yeah. You just never know. Like the, the, the brightest of prospects, first overall picks. You just don't know until they actually play in the big leagues, how they're actually going to perform. So I'm like, I'm eagerly, I'm excited to watch this guy play. If Daryl actually gives him a chance to play. Yeah. That's, so that's why I'm asking you, is he now ahead of Jacob Pelche on the depth chart? I like like you. I have not watched a lot of Harvard this year, and I don't watch a lot of NCAA. So even when you watch the games, I it's thought like, you're a big Gophers fan. No, I'm not a big Gophers fan. Um, actually, no, not Minnesota. No, is yeah. that the team? Minnesota, yes, the, the I guess, Gophers. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Minnesota State. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I haven't watched a lot of that. If yeah. you wanted to ask me, you know, compare him to the WHL, if he was playing in that league, I'd have a much better idea because sure. I watched that league for a few years and have covered it kind of extensively. But that's just not the way it is. We'll see how he fits in, how he fits into practice. I would, I honestly expect that maybe, like, honestly, if he gets in a game, that'll be great. But would you be shocked if they go the rest of the way and they're fighting tooth and nail to get in the playoffs and we don't see him unless now, an injury pops up? Yeah, I would be. Because I think, um, I would assume, and we don't know this for a fact, mm -hmm. uh, that there must have been assurances made to the young man that if you sign, you're going to play here down the stretch. Maybe there is sometimes now, is it, but is that something that even like, no, but even if Brad says that to Matt and his, uh, his advisor, not his agent, his advisor his at the parents. time. And now it would be an, an, yep. an, an, an agent most likely. Yep. Um, what, I, what, like you, what type of promise can you make? Like, yeah, I promise like, you'll get into a game, but, like, listen, is it, once he gets in the locker room, 
Isn't that the fascinating dynamic in all of this too? Oh, it's it, with with the Flames front. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because what a power struggle that is. It's looked uh, the entire like year. It's embarrassing. Like any other for any other team would be super excited to have their top prospect for a stretch drive here because maybe he's found money. Maybe he comes out here and he's awesome and he's scoring some big goals and he gives a big shot in the arm for this team and they get red hot down the stretch here mm-hmm. with eight games to play. Who knows? Maybe he goes out there and he's a total ghost and he's invisible. And then you could say, okay, well, this kid's not ready yet. He needs a lot more seasoning before he's ready to make an impact at the NHL level. Or maybe he becomes the partner that Nazem Kadri has been looking for the entire season. That's what I mean. Right? You just don't like, know. Who knows? But I would assume, <laughs> and that's a dangerous game, that if this kid signed, he's been told you're going to play. The question is which game? Okay, Patrick, what are the chances this kid suits up tomorrow night against the LA Kings? 50%. That seems way too high for me. He's not even getting into town until today. I didn't know he was getting into town. Yeah, he's flying in today. Yeah, he was spending last night with his Harvard teammates. 25% Tuesday and then 50% Friday. If you want to talk to me about like Sunday against the Ducks at home, I'll hear you out. But that would kind of be the first time that I look at. But I wouldn't. I it probably wouldn't be a game on the road. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how they'd want to do it. Just flip a coin. But I mean, he's played hockey. It's not like he's been. Yeah. He's not like he's dusty for the last month. Right. You know. He's played recently. You know. Like they got this. The club has nothing to lose, man. It's it's like really. It's eight yeah. games left. Your season's on the line. Your best prospects here. Play him. Damn right. See what you got. I would not play him against the LA Kings. After you got lambasted by that club last time. Hey, kid, I know you just got absolutely kicked in the teeth in okay, the in the tournament. Like, you lost by, like, seven goals. But here's the LA Kings for you. But if you want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks or the Anaheim Ducks, yes. Okay, so I think we should. We don't have a prize to give away today. And I was even thinking, walking into work, I go, maybe we take, maybe we take a text topic off today. Uh-huh. Because it's Monday, maybe we just let the listeners breathe a little bit, sink into the weekend. But now I have to, I have to unleash a text topic on okay. the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many games out of the eight is Matt Coronado going to play for the Calgary Flames, and why? Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. I think that's going to be how good... many of yep. the eight games is Matt Coronado going to play, and why? The why is the most important part. The why is going to get your text read. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. We don't have a prize for you today, but I guess. You get the admiration of our producer, Patrick Dumont, which is probably better than a prize. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Tough to get. Chimed in immediately. Yes. Yes, that is good. Yes, correct. You will enjoy this. Eight games left. How many is uh, the Flames' top prospect going to play down the stretch here? 960, 960, name and location. And and if he does play, where does where does he go? Where do you slot him in? You can't put him in the you can't put him on the fourth line, right? Uh, you put him on a Nazem Kadri's line because you keep the other two together right now. So maybe you put him where Manjapani has been playing with Lindholm and Toffoli, but I really doubt it. But I'd leave Huberto, Backlund, and Coleman together because Huberto's actually started to, I think, improve over the last couple of games playing okay. with that line, being a little bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd try and work something in with the Kadri unit. Probably Nick Ritchie. So- See it well, there's down the, to the fourth line. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy for one guy to be sat. Old number 17 there. Did you see the Coyotes tweeted out that he was a scratch for their game yesterday? 
they obviously meant his brother Brett, but yeah, yeah. One of the Richie organization. Is, yeah, it's a very professional organization. The playing Coyotes, a professional the, barn. Yes, yeah. that's why they they win a lot, and they even took the Avalanche to a shootout yesterday. The Coyotes, mm-hmm. because teams are so shocked that they actually have to play in this sort of arena that it Coyotes take advantage. Yeah, that's it. They have a home ice advantage that is because uh, people are just so jarred to because be in it's there. It's a joke arena, and it's a joke <laughs> franchise. But um, yeah, you, you sit Milan Lucic and and you let the kid let's go see what you got. Put him in a big role here. Yep. I I you know what it is. I think a lot of people are excited to see him. I know. See what he can do, Matt. I know you live and breathe baseball. <laughs> like you are, you're such a baseball head. Yep. Like you just love the game so much. I love you, it. You blow up my phone every day talking about baseball, especially when the Flames and the NHL is on. Yeah. Why do I love baseball, Patrick? Does Matt Coronado have September call up vibes to you that could help you in a pennant race? A little bit, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I like that. September call up. Your big prospect from AAA comes up. Yeah. Could be a flamethrower out of the you're, bullpen. You're Gabby Moreno. Yeah. You're Nate Pearson. Well, Gabby Moreno's gone. But anyway. Well, last year it was Gabby Moreno. Yeah. So Yeah. He comes up or like he's he's a big arm out of the bullpen and just starts throwing absolute smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get you into the playoffs. Maybe this kid comes up here and scores like three or four big goals for this team down the stretch. I don't know. Or maybe he doesn't see a second of ice time. That's why we're asking you. And not 60-960. Which, again, that's why it's so it's so interesting. Because any other organization in the NHL, you'd say, ah. He's probably getting two or three games this week, if not yeah. all of them. But here you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> who's, who's really in charge of the team? I don't know. That's why it's so interesting. 960-960, name and location. Out of the eight games the Flames have remaining... How many is Matt Coronado playing and why? 960, 960, name and location. I think More two on this. or three. He joined our uh, Pat Steinberg yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you'll have some clips in the Rose Report straight ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, that was on Flames Talk. You can go listen to it after yeah. our show, obviously. Absolutely. You got to listen to our program. But yeah. You later. Sh- you should also uh, check us out on the podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and we'll get you free. Rate, wherever review, you get. and subscribe. Yeah, wherever you get your rate and review and wherever you get your podcast and catchers and, and such. Yeah, keep do going. That. No, do you're doing a great that. job selling it. Do all of that. Doing a really good job. I try. Uh-huh. Um, that game on uh, on on Saturday against the Sharks, um, you were at that game, right? Sure did, yep. So For the whole way. Give me the vibe of the first period being at that game on Saturday. The vibe of the first period. Well, it was a just, bit of a... Just tell me how the crowd was for an afternoon tilt at 2 p.m. Just tell me how it was against... A really bad Sharks team. Because I know you tweeted it out that you're like, oh man, this is what tanking looks like. It's not good. Getting spoon-fed really terrible hockey. But tell me the vibe at 2 p.m. on a Saturday against the Sharks. Yeah, I I don't know if it was the most hopping barn that we've seen all season long. Was it full? I I don't think so. I don't think it's been full a lot of days this year. I don't think they have a sellout this year. uh, What? They haven't had a sellout this year? Is that true? home opener. Not many. Mm, oh boy, I, I can double check that, but um, I'm not sure. It was there was you know it was a fine crowd for a Saturday afternoon. It wasn't um, jarring in either direction. I would say it was kind of what I expected. So, what was the vibe when the Sharks actually went ahead in that second period? Um, disbelief. I, I, I think stunned. Is it though? Like I think bewilderment. People are kind of reached the point where they're like, well, you know, that's uh. 
kind of the way she's gone this year. Mm-hmm. Then of That's course, the, so flames. The flames get right back in it. They score the goal right after the Sharks go up, and, and you're just kind of like, man, like, come on, you guys. Like, for moments, they looked outstanding. In the first period, the Sharks couldn't check their hat, and then in the second period, you know, the Sharks woke up, created a little bit of a game out of it. It was a strange one because, like, you never really felt like it was in danger because they're the Sharks. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it kind of was because they're the Flames. But then they got the win. And it was just one of those games where you're like, hey, you got the two points. Let's just move on. You got it. Yeah. Walker Dewar looked great. Tyler Toffoli scored two more. Jacob Markstrom got another win. Despite maybe not looking overly sharp. Yeah. Get rid of it. Move on. Yeah. Get ready for the LA Kings because this is a difficult game. Yeah. I still think that even if they lose this game to LA, that there is a way that they could be tied with Winnipeg as they go into Winnipeg for that game. We, we've been talking about it the, the last few weeks here. Yeah. That game in Winnipeg early next month is the season for the Calgary Flames. April the 5th. That's it. It's the season. Because if you're the Winnipeg Jets, you've got some tough games. you got the one against the Sharks. Yeah, two, they two got po- a dunker tonight, though. Two points. Uh, the Jets? The Jets don't play tonight. The Jets play oh. the Sharks tomorrow. That's what I mean. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Sorry. So I know they got a dunker in their next game. Yeah. What do you mean by a dunker? Like a slam dunk two points? Is that what that is? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that like a new term you've just made no, up? I wouldn't I, I would be giving the Winnipeg Jets two points just yet. <laughs> okay. Patty has been extremely frustrated no, it, if you've been following his Twitter timeline no, it's, with the Winnipeg Jets. No, it's just something we used to say um, back at the other station when like you get like the easiest guest to book. It's mm. just an easy dunker. It's like a slam dunk. Yeah. Is right. it a basketball reference, George? Sorry. I, I know. I might I not fly out here. <laughs> so, uh, Jets and Sharks. Yeah. That's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then they play the Red Wings, who they lost to already this season. Yeah, but they, uh, they're but plucky, though. That's not an easy two points. No. All right. So, and then they play the Devils, who they also lost to already, Ooh, that's which is not one. an easy two points. And point. the Devils are in the thick of things. So, right now. I, I'm willing to give the Jets two points there. Yeah. The Flames lose to L.A. They have three games before against bottom feeders. That's six points. You're tied with the Jets. Jets would have a game in hand going into that game April the 5th. Uh, lots to do here. It's th- not that hard. Like, it's not, yeah. you don't even have to squint to see it, George. Like, put an X beside their name yeah. already. Like, it's basically done. Uh, what I've learned about this show Tongue-in-cheek. Um, is uh, Mondays are the, the busiest Rose Report of the week. Heaps. Because you gotta you got to wrap up a busy weekend in the sports. Mm-hmm. Busy weekend in the sports. So we're going to take a break. Uh, text messages are flying in right now. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing a, a common theme in the number, too. So What's that? Let's not let's not divulge it yet, um, but I like it. Uh, how many games is Matt Coronado going to play and why with eight to go? 960-960, name and location. Uh, it's good to have our man Patrick Dumont back. Alex Brody dominating the board. That's handsome Matt Rose. I'm Yo. George. It's the big show. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russell and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, serving Calgary in southern Alberta since 1992. They got you covered for everything basement Uh We got a busy show. Um, it's that time of year where it's hockey, 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 hockey. Our man Luke Gazdick going to join us at 7.30. Love talking to him. Former NHLer, sports net hockey analyst. I got to find a fight. 
If you got yep. any fights you want me to ask Luke about, you can fire them in, and okay. uh, we yep. can maybe uh, take a couple recommendations today. Uh, Peter Labardius, um, color analyst for the Flames on Sports at nine sixty at eight o'clock. He's also going to give us a life lesson. Always good, very and, uh, important. And uh, senior ESPN NHL writer Greg Wyshynski at eight thirty. And uh, Patrick's got Tim Leaper Leap at nine thirty five. The Leap Dog Show, Big Show, The Leap Show. Yeah, it was with Canada. Yeah, Leap's a really good dude. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Oh, good interview nice. too. Good interview. Um, we're taking a lot of text already this morning. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. With all the cynicism surrounding the Calgary Flames, um, these last few months, it's been a pretty good forty eight hours to be a Calgary Flames fan. You, sure. be, you beat the lowly Sharks at the Dome five three on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they signed their number one prospect, an American college kid, signs a three year deal to come to Calgary. So we're asking you, with eight games remaining, how many is Matt Coronado going to play and why? Why is the most important part? Why? We'll get your text read. 960-960, name and location. Uh, we'll sprinkle those throughout the program. We'll do that in the 7 o'clock, too, here. Love it. We'll sprinkle in. We'll pepper them in there. Yep. Dust them. Sprinkle in. A little dusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little pinch. Sure. Keep going. You got no, more? No, Come no, on. That's it? More. It's early. Oh, it's Monday. I guess. Um, but now, um, time for the Rose Report. Speaking it's brought of to you by Motorworks. What's disappointing in the Rose Report? Oh, just uh, that you're up? Yeah. I always put my best foot forward. Okay, all right. Um, it's the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Ah, good morning, friends. Welcome aboard. Over the weekend, we had uh, some good news for Flames fans as the club not only beat the Sharks, but they put pen to paper with one of their top prospects. Really fun day. And like I said, I, I just can't wait to get out there. The rest of the NHL story also in the morning report. Plus, we got the Jays weekend, the Raps weekend that was. Georgie's going to bring us an update on the Washington Wizards game. Weekend of uh, golf, tennis, and a ton of local heroes. So let's get going. Yesterday, here I am getting ready for the Wranglers game with a couple pals. We're talking about Sean Farrell signing with the Canadiens and Henry Thrun shining, signing with the Sharks. A couple of Harvard Crimson teammates of, of course, Matt Coronado. All signs did point to the Flames 2021 first round pick. Signing with the club, but the way that things went with the last highly touted NCAA player. Yeah, there was maybe a little hand-wringing in the fan base. That was all put to bed when Coronado and the Flames got the entry-level deal. Signed, he will leave Harvard after his sophomore season and join the Calgary Flames. Well, I, I've certainly heard about how great Flames fans are and how much how much the city loves the team, um, which is just amazing and, and really exciting for me to hear for sure so you know I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear that that there's a lot of excitement that that's awesome like i'm i'm just as excited so probably more our boy pat steinberg recorded an interview for flames talk you can find the whole chat there uh pat also asking the tough questions though like did you ever think of not signing playing out the college career and just seeing what happens next no no i i think i i've always intended on I'm signing with the Flames, and I, I feel like I uh, made sure that, that I, I told people that, and I think uh, people in the Flames organization knew that that, that was the way I felt, and um, happy that, that the day has come. Yeah, um, I if I was advising him, I probably would have said, hey, go get the money as quickly as possible. Don't risk any injury. 
because that, that that's the one thing I would be worried about mm-hmm. if I was his representation. Like, yeah, it's great. You want to stay in school and you got all your buds there, but let's let's be realistic here. And all of his buds are leaving. Yeah. Harvard team's not going like, to be Go get that year. bag, son. Like, that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's great that you want to play and it's great. Okay, I get all of it. Even in, in the NFL when they stay an extra year in school. Like, Patrick, is there anybody more famous who blew a lot of money and his career totally went sideways than Matt Leinart going back to USC for one more year? Yeah, Leinart's up there. Who else? Is- and, and again, I understand how awesome it was to go to USC back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like with all the stars and stuff. I get it why you wouldn't want to leave. But yeah. you got to chase that bag. And I don't blame the young man. Like, again, good for him for playing three years. I can't, I can't remember if it was either Mark Sanchez or Matt Leiner, but one of their last courses they had to do because they had nothing to do their final year was ballroom dance. No, sorry, it was two years he played in Harvard. What? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's a so, sophomore. Coronado. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Coronado. Sophomore. But still, like even going back for a sophomore season, like, oh, don't get hurt. The only yeah, it was Little, the only yeah. thing was just like, oh, what what's an Ivy League degree mean? And it means a lot to a lot of people. But with a prospect like Matthew Coronado being as highly sought after and highly you know, ranked as he is again, he's going to be an NHL. And he had basically done everything he could at Harvard. He had played in the top line forever. They had been to the ECAC championship game twice. He was the MVP of the tournament last year. They go to the frozen juniors for the United States. He was excellent at the world juniors for the United States. He's got the Chicago steel scoring record before the team even drafted him. Like the guy has done basically everything you could ask of him in the USHL. And then at the NCAA level for two years, it's time to move on and And see what happens next. Listen, I great. It's great having an Ivy League degree. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, I think our boy Ross Tucker has an Ivy League degree, which is great. But uh, chase that money. Uh, you can always go back to school when oh, you're yeah. playing. Like that door never shuts. I uh, got a Fox for- actually wrapped up his degree in yes. the off season. There you yep. go. There you uh, go. That, Bingo. that money, uh, you got to get that bank. And I'm excited to see him. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. With eight games to play, how many is Matt Coronado going to play in? And the Y, 969-60. The Flames did face the Sharks back on Saturday in their most recent game. Calgary trailed in the second period after Nico Sturm and Martin Kaut scored 22 seconds apart from one another to turn a 2-1 lead into a 3-2 deficit. Also, um, maybe a thought on Martin Kaut wearing number 87? Yeah, it's weird. You can't... No, you can't do that. I think it's weird that dudes wear 66. Even Josh Hosang when he's wearing 66. I think you just can't wear that number. You, like you better be good. Yeah. Like I, Sorry, I've gotten Martin over Kelt, the weird but... 88 because Eric Lindros was he's Hall of Famer. It was mm-hmm. only one guy was wearing 88. He was the best player in the league for a short period of time, the most dominant player. But 87, no, that, that's off limits. Like, what about that's one of the greatest players ever played in the game? What about 97? Yeah, you can't wear 97 now either. What about Kaprizov? Because he wore it the year after McDavid joined the league. Yeah. He's kind of grandfathered in where he's the one guy, and he's like... Yeah, he, he's the he's, only guy now who... And yeah. he can crew, and he's in that echelon. Yeah. He's not Connor McDavid, obviously, but he is an elite That's franchise player. But he's the last guy who could wear 97. Yeah, and also if he started now, I would also still question it. Yes. But the thing was, he did it the year after McDavid joined weird. the league, I think. Yeah, yeah. 87 was weird. Uh, anyways, so uh, Martin Kaut gives the Sharks the lead, but moments later... And now here's Dory shoots and scores! The Flames get that goal right back on a beautiful pass from Trevor Lewis. Walker Dewar one-times the pocket of the Sharks net. Walker Dewar, have yourself a game, young man. Uh, the 25-year-old from North Dakota... 
scores that goal. He had a, an assist later on. Awesome. Kadri's goal in the third period. So a couple of points in uh, what was a, a rare first star performance from Walker Dewar. Maybe in the HL, I got like third star or something, but uh, no, I, I don't know. It doesn't happen too often. So congrats to the uh, no uh, the Sodak he, native. He was great. On he was so Saturday. Good. Yeah. He was a difference maker. Uh, he used his speed and his size. And for a team that at times looks like it lacks a ton of speed, mm -hmm. he just flies out there and uses his reach and uses his body and he's physical and who knows maybe walker doer and again people love to f people fall in love with third and fourth liners all the time and they want him elevated in the lineup maybe he's just a late bloomer it happens like it happens in the league sometimes guys just find it later on in life and he's in his mid-20s it's not like he's 21 years old and he's wowing you know the guys put a ton of time into his game and it's starting to pay off, and he's getting to the point now where you got to play him every night. You can't sit him. Like, he's a guy that the Flames need with eight games to play here. Especially in the bottom six, he brings a lot of speed, which this team is not necessarily overflowing with. So I think that that's something that you like to see. You know, that last game, he gets a bump, right? Him and Lucic, and they he swapped the centerman. Nas and Kadri went and played with Luch and Dewar, and then they put Trevor Lewis down with Richie and Dubé because those two were not going as well. Mm -hmm. And, and it made a lot of sense in the game, and, and they get it done. Um, the other thing I did want to mention here was that it was Michael Backlund's 900th game, so congratulations to one of the most underrated centermen of his time and uh, just a gentleman of a human as well. Would love to see him get to 1,000 in a Flames uniform. He'd have to sign an extension to do that, but uh, nevertheless, the Flames win the game by the 5-3 score. Tyler Toffoli scored a couple of goals as well. Jacob Markstrom stopped 28-31. of 31. Um, Now Flames is four points back of the Jets. I'm sure you'll get to that. But mm -hmm. uh, you and I have been uh, very critical of the guy who was going to win the Norris Trophy this year. Yeah, Eric Carlson, EK65. Uh, how, was, how was it like watching him in person? In his own end. I know he was dynamic offensively, made a couple nice plays. That, that pass was gross, too, from a defenseman. Sure. But... How was he defensively that when you were watching him? The same thing as always. You're like, he's kind of like lackluster with everything he does in his own end. And you're like, oh, he really kind of looks more like he's not trying to get hurt out there. But boy, when he has the puck on his stick, boy, does his step pep up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he should win the Norris Trophy. I think it's blasphemous that a guy on the second last place team with a minus rating. I know plus, plus minus. Bat. If you're a minus rating, you shouldn't win the best defenseman trophy in the entire NHL. That doesn't make sense. He's a minus double digit. It's not like he's minus one. Yeah. He yeah. plays on one of the worst teams in the NHL. The only reason he's having these points is because they traded Brent Burns and they have no other defenseman on the damn team. So he plays 26 minutes a night and he plays two minutes on every power play. Like, obviously, he's got a million points. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you bottle that anger for the rest of the week? I need, I need more of that passion for Matty Rose. Need a little bit me. more of that kick? Yeah, I like that fire you're bringing. This Just ask me about Eric Carlson's Norris Trophy candidacy. Okay. I'll, right there. Uh, next game for the Flames Tuesday, they host the LA Kings. Looking for a little bit of a revenge after they were clubbed over the noggin down in Tinseltown. Had their wallets stolen and everything. Uh, they'll visit the Canucks Friday before hosting the Ducks Sunday. Three games this week, two certainly winnable, and a big one against LA. Yesterday's NHL sked. Uh, not a ton to follow for the Flames' playoff hopes. George doesn't live in a world where the Panthers are actually challenging for a playoff the spot. Uh, yes, the Predators. Don't and take them seriously. This may be a firm that they lose back-to-back -back games over the weekend. First, a 7-3 setback at home to Seattle before their game in Toronto yesterday. Top of the circle to Riley, a shot. Rebound, scores! JT 
Johnny Toronto, and the Leafs have a 3-1 lead. They would win that game by a 3-2 score. Johnny T, a couple of goals. Johnny Tarana, 3-2 your final. Uh, Leafs win to give them three victories in their last four games. Preds lose. They remain a point back at Calgary with two games in hand. But you compare the schedules. Calgary plays the Kings tomorrow before they face the Canucks, Ducks, and Blackhawks. After that, they close it out with games in Winnipeg and Vancouver before hosting the Predators and the Sharks. Nashville visits Boston and Pittsburgh. Then they host the Blues Saturday, so they got a tough week. Then they play the Stars, Golden Knights, Hurricanes, and Jets four games in a week. And then they close it out with games in Calgary, Minnesota, and Colorado. Well, you know, I'm going to wait till you get to the Canucks-Blackhawks game before I'm going to say what I'm about to say, so keep going. Elsewhere, the Canucks got a couple of goals from Elias Pettersson as they bested the Blackhawks by 4-2. to two. Uh, And you know what time it is, George. It's time to spin that wheel! Let's welcome in today's contestants, uh, everyone in the bottom 10 NHL rankings to see who gets the lucky chance to go ahead and draft one Connor Bedard. Well, well, well. The Chicago Blackhawks, losers of five in a row, move up from the second seed to get the first overall selection, St. Louis. Gosh, these guys... Feels like every time we do this, they win one of the two roles. Uh, jump up to get the second selection in the NHL draft. Now, um, you mentioned the Flames are playing the Canucks. Yeah. And that that's a danger game because the Canucks are doing what the Canucks do at the end of the season. Which is win a hey, lot of games. you know what? Hey, Patrick, um, the Canucks are playing great uh, down the stretch here. Uh, you know what they should do? Mm. They should probably keep this team together because they played really good down the stretch in meaningless games. Oh, yeah. They should go out there to. and maybe make a trade for a veteran blue liner, maybe sign another veteran best past their best before date. Use a whole bunch of money in free agency. That's what they should do, because I think this team's better than what it showed this season. Mandates to make the playoffs next year. Because you look at their schedule uh, lately, here's what they've done. Um, They beat the Leafs 4-1. They beat the Predators 4-3. They beat the Ducks 3-2. They beat the Senators 5-2. They beat the Stars 5-2. They lost the Coyotes 3-2. Then they beat the Kings 3-2. Like, they're, they're just on a heater. They crushed the Sharks. They beat the Stars on Saturday night. They barely lost to the Golden Knights. It's not an easy game for the Flames. That's a trap game against the Vancouver Canucks, who are red hot under Rick Tukit right now. They're only 12 points out of a playoff spot, George. You know what they should do? They should go out there and get some veteran <laughs> They help. might be the hottest team in the Western they Conference. Are. They, they are. are on the bottom end here. They should go out there and get some veteran help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really should. They need That's... to add to this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to sign Connor Garland to like an eight-year deal, too. Yeah. Just keep that guy long-term. <sighs> Never Patter- a dull moment. Patterson's going to get 100. Oh, great. Avalanche yeah. beat the Coyotes in a shootout. Bruins beat the Hurricanes in a shootout. 4-3 finals there. The Kings bested the Blues in a shootout of sorts. This one just had a lot of goals. 7-6 regulation final. Drew Doughty got the game winner. Tonight, six games, three Canadian teams will take to the ice. The Oilers and Coyotes go at 8 o'clock on Sportsnet West. The Oilers probably finishing third in the Pacific as they're um, they're five points back of the Kings with just nine games to play. At 5, the Canadiens visit the Sabres. The Senators host the Panthers. Buffalo looking for a third straight win. They're six points back at Pittsburgh with a game in hand. Panthers have lost three in a row. They're three points out with even games played. The Islanders are only a point up in that first wild card as well. So perhaps a bit of a raced out East, George. Mm-hmm. Those Islanders face the playoff bound Devils at 7.30. Uh, pardon me, that's a 5.30 start. 7.30 Eastern time after Jersey clinched over the weekend. First playoff berth since 2018, and they're on a crash course to host the Rangers in round number That'll one. That would be super fun. I think the Islanders are that team that 
Again, you got second thoughts. Sorokin can go in there, and they like to choke out the game. It's the way the Islanders like to play. The Carolina Hurricanes' big problem last year in the postseason was scoring, especially on the power play. Especially with the injuries they've had. Like no Svechnikov anymore. I like the Hurricanes a lot. Losing Svechnikov is big because he's he's the playoff type of guy that you want. The Islanders might be the worst possible opponent for the Hurricanes to draw yeah. in the first round. Apart from, like, the Bruins or someone that they mathematically could not face. Sure. Um, other games, Kraken Battle the Ducks. That goes at six. The Avalanche... Uh, no, that's not right. Both those teams can't face the Ducks. Let's see here. The Avalanche Battle the Ducks. That one goes at eight o'clock. The Kraken take on the Wild. That one goes at six o'clock down to Minnesota. Jays have just a few more spring games to go. Uh, they lost to the Yankees 6-2 to two yesterday. So just two more spring games. Oh, two thank God. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, today, we'll see Bass to the mound. 11-07. Chris Bassett. Is that, what, is that the nickname you see gave that? him? No, I, I was looking at his MLB.com profile today, and for some reason, they also put the nickname on those, and that's what it says. Sea Bass. Uh, there's only one Sea Bass to me, Sebastian Janikowski. The former kicker, the former of the or, or, or Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber, yes, kick his ass, Seabass. Right. You should really look up um, Sebastian Janikowski's criminal history. Oh, yeah. because it's, it's a very interesting story. Very Raider. Yeah, how he drank the wrong drink. Huh. Just look it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can watch today's game on Sportsnet. A couple roster moves. The Jays did send Nate Pearson down to minor league camp. Zach Pop going to be sticking around in the bullpen. And some transaction news as we near opening day, which is Thursday in St. Lou. No, it's Friday. Friday in St. Lou. Yeah. No, it's, they play what? Oh, uh, no, Thursday. It's no, Thursday. is it Thursday or Friday? Yeah, because they're they off play Friday. Monday, Tuesday. They're off Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They, Sorry. They, they yeah, play Thursday. Sorry. They do that because of the potential inclement weather. They get that extra day off after opening day. They play Saturday and Sunday to close out a three-game set against the Cardinals. Yeah. But the opener is going to be on Thursday. We know Alec Manoa is going to be yes. on the bump. Uh, any thought on Nate Pearson getting sent down? You know what? Um, it, it's really encouraging to see that guy hit triple digits on the radar gun, mm-hmm. but control's been a bit of an issue here in the spring, and that's fine. Just keep working. Keep working, stay healthy, and as long as he can you know, get that velo up to where it should be, where velo. we've all seen with Nate Pearson, he potentially could be a wild card here for the Blue Jays in the bullpen. Guys get banged up. You're going to have a chance. Just you got to be ready when it arrives, right? Rap- I like it. Raptors continue their push for the postseason. Uh, they beat the Pistons Friday, and then yesterday it was the Wizards. George, can you break this one down for us? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Raptors, big 114-104 win over the Washington Wizards. OG Ananobi scoring 29 points, while OG. Freddie V added 28 points. Raptors never trailed. Biggest uh, highlight in this one was Scotty Barnes scoring 13 points, but he also had a 360 dunk. Which yeah. was super fun and exciting to watch, uh, despite the returning fact that the, from injury. Yeah, Raptor shot forty five point nine percent from the. How do you think the trainers feel? He's just coming back from a wrist injury, and he goes up and slams a three sixty dunk. And they're like, "Come on, let's, they feel great because he's good not. to go. It means he's healthy. He's had right. an up and down season. Talk about sophomore slumps, but that happens. Yeah, and supporting cast hasn't been as good around him this year as it was mm. last year either." They host the Heat tomorrow in their next game. 5.30 tip. Raptors sit ninth in the East. LeBron They're destined J- for the play-in tournament. Anyway, yeah, go yeah. ahead. 
the question is how far in the playoff yeah. playing tournament. Like eighth is definitely better than ninth. The way that that weird bracket yeah. looks. Uh, LeBron James also returned to action. He was dealing with a foot injury. It was recommended that he have surgery twice, but he went for another option. And in LeBron's words, I went to LeBron James of feet. Uh, went I, to the LeBron James of feet. I do appreciate when an elite athlete like that says, "Actually, doctors, I don't need the surgery." It reminds me of when uh, Ronaldo, uh, when he was hurt, what was it, for the Euros? And the doctors said for him not to play, and then he said, doctors don't tell Ronaldo when he can play. Because <laughs> Ronaldo knows his body. I went to LeBron James with yeah. feet. Yeah. He had 19 points, but the Lakers lost to the Bulls to break a three-game winning streak. It was the Dell match play down in uh, Austin, Texas. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Sam Burns beat Cam Young in the final to capture the final match play tournament. Um, no more match play on the PGA calendar, which is too bad because I like watching it. I think it's a lot of fun. But the problem is you get things like yesterday where, okay, McElroy and Scheffler look like they were going to be the final. They end up not being, so that's tough. They lose in the semis, so maybe the consolation final was more intriguing than the Sam yeah. Burns Cam Young final. And then the other thing is the final ended with like an hour left in the broadcast slate. Yeah, because that's how match play works. Six so, and five. Yeah. Um, the thing is, that's the last WGC event. It started way back in 1999 because of the beefed up PGA Tour schedule yeah. next week. To kind of to kind of because of what's going on and live, the yeah. PGA Tour wants to beef it up. Uh, I saw a really interesting stat on the weekend. Um, only one golfer has ever defended their WGC title. And that was, of course, Eldrick Taunt Woods. Tiger, eight times he did it. No other golfer ever defended a WGC title. Because Scotty Scheffler had the chance to do it yesterday, mm -hmm. but didn't miss that putt in the playoff that generally Scotty Scheffler hits. Can you imagine playing match play against Tiger Woods? He was, he was, a, he was a savage. Yeah. Also... At the best is when he played Stephen Ames and Stephen Ames, and then he destroyed Stephen Ames. Calgarian Stephen Ames, sort of. Um, also, we'll claim him. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Masters, 10 days away. Uh, Matt Hughes, the Canadian, actually had an early lead in his quarterfinal match before he collapsed on the back Saturday. That was the best Canadian finish. This weekend, it's the Valero Texas Open, and then, yes, the Masters. On the LPGA Tour, Canadian Matty Zirk finished tied for seventh. Four strokes off the leader at the LPGA Drive-On Championship. Disappointing weekend for Brooke Henderson, who actually missed the cut. At the Miami Open, the round of 32 continues on the men's side today. Yesterday, 24th-seeded Canadian Dennis Shapovalov lost to 9th-seeded American Tyler Fritz. 3-seed Carlos Rude also upset in a separate match. Today's slate does see 5-seed Felix Ojeal-Yazim face Argentino's Francisco Serendolo, the 25th seed. That'll be around 11.35-ish, depending on the previous match. In the grandstand, on the women's side, Canadian Bianca Andreescu is having herself a nice tournament. Yesterday, she beat unseeded American Sophia Kennan. She's beat 8-seed Mar Maria Sakari earlier in the tournament. Tonight, in the grandstand, She'll battle the Russian Ekaterina Alexandrova. Mm. Estimated start time of 5 o'clock. Some local bangers for you. Uh, the Wranglers hosted the Gulls in a couple of games over the weekend. 6-0 back on Friday in a victory. A 3-2 win yesterday. That's another big win for Calgary as they continue their quest for first in the AHL's Pacific Division. Dustin Wolf played in game 100 yesterday. Obviously got the win. Uh, we were sitting right above the Zamboni entrance yesterday, so I had some prime viewing for the Wolfman. Were you writing notes down? He's so fun to watch. No, no notes yesterday. Okay. Just mental notes. Mm. Are you still doing your dry? Were you drinking yesterday? Yes. 
Oh, okay. So that's gone out the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like dry weeks. March went is now super wet. Yeah, it's been wet. Okay. It's been less wet than February was. Uh huh. But it also was not nearly as dry as. It was very moist at the Wranglers game. Listen, it was damp. Okay. Was Hit- sopping wet? No. Oh, gross. Oh, what are you doing? Hitman wrapped up the regular season with a home and home set against the Edmonton Oil Kings. They won one. They lost one. The one confirmed their playoff matchup with the Red Deer Rebels. So we're heading up to Red Deer for games one and two on Friday. We'll have the game uh, Saturday at seven o'clock. Flames play on Friday. So that one will be on the alt stream. They'll host the Rebels for games three and four, Monday, April 3rd, Wednesday, April 5th. Hitman have actually won two of their last three meetings mm. with the division leading Rebels. That loss was a nine nothing loss. But hey, we don't have to that's irrelevant, right? In the AJHL South Division playoffs, round two got underway over the weekend. Both series are now tied at one. Brooks beat Okotoks 3-2 Friday before the Oilers took game two over the Bandits, also by a 3-2 score. Drum Heller and Black Falls are also tied at 1-1. Dragons won game one, 8-5. Bulldogs took 4-3 win in overtime in game two. Both series have games three and four Tuesday and Wednesday. And the Roughnecks completed the season sweep of the rush with a 14-6 victory out at Saskatel Center. They're now 10-4 and four on the season. Four games left in the regular season. They'll face the San Diego Seals down in San Fran. Next game, uh, or down in San Diego, obviously. Next game on the WestJet Field at the Dome is April the 8th for the Superhero Party. Come for the party. Stay for the game. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Maddie. And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW for service, if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, straight ahead, more on that Flames. Ooh, 5-3 wins win. 5-3 win over the Sharks on Saturday where Walker Dewar was the star. But the biggest news came out yesterday. Uh, the Flames signing their top prospect, Matt Coronado, to a three-year entry-level deal. Um, we're asking you on the text line. 960-960 with eight games to go in the season because he can't get sent down to the AHL's Wranglers. How many games is Matt Coronado going to play and why? 960-960 name and location. We'll get the help of our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot texty McTexterson. I'm interested to see what our listeners say because um, I, I don't know. Like I, I really don't know how many games. He should play a lot here. Maybe gives him a shot on the arm. I, I don't know. With this coach and how things are done, and maybe I don't know what Tree said to him. Hey, you're going to play. You're not going to play. I have no idea. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. We'd love to hear from you. With eight games to play, how many games is Matt Coronado going to play? Luke Gazdick, former NHLer, NHL on Sportsnet analyst at seven thirty. Peter Labardius, uh, Sportsnet nine sixty to fan, um, Flames analyst at eight oh five, and Greg Wyshynski, ESPN senior NHL writer. At 8.30. We got a busy show. And later on, too, I want to tell you about um, who is going to be the high, the third highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds this season. The third highest paid player on the Cincinnati. Why do I care? You will. It's right. the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.